Hey everyone, it's Michelle. Welcome to the Just Michelle Talking Podcast. You might have missed me for the last few weeks and believe me, I missed you too. It's been a busy couple of weeks in my life and as much as I love the podcast and I'm definitely committed to keeping going with it, sometimes life gets in the way, you know? Let this be your reminder to you that it's okay to be human right? And the world is going to continue to spin if you don't get to hear from me, although you might miss me and I might miss you. The world will spin and life will go on and we'll carry on, which kind of goes against my personal beliefs about like, you need to get all the things done and people are relying on you. And that's certainly true. But you know what? I'm also allowed to take a break for a week, especially when lots of things are happening. And I think in this time, what we really need to remember is to just be kind to ourselves a little bit. You know, it's really okay if you miss the gym once or if you miss a podcast or if you whatever. And that's not an excuse, by the way, to be just a lazy nothing. But it is a reminder that life sometimes gets in the way. So on that note, let's start today's episode. I'm excited to be back and chatting to you once again. Hope you grab a cup of tea or a Slurpee. That's my personal favorite. Coke flavor only, by the way. All those other ones. Oh man, like I keep trying them. Like, oh yeah, maybe that raspberry sounds good. And that, you know, I don't know, lime, whatever sounds good. And then I trace it. I'm like, uh, no, just go back to Coke Slurpees. So today's episode is kind of dedicated to, to my girl, Oprah. I freaking love her. There's part of her that like irritates me a little bit, but mostly I find her really inspirational. And today's episode is, is not really about her, but something about something that she inspired. And so for today, I'm asking you the question, what do you believe? So many years ago, I watched this multi-part documentary about religions and about faiths of the world. And that's actually something that really, really interested me. From high school, I was always doing classes about uh, religions and multi-faith things. And I, I find just the concept of faith and religion really, really interesting. And so I watched this multi-part documentary and it was a really fascinating one. And one of my favorite bits of the whole thing was actually the opening credits. Wait, side note, by the way, one of the parts of this um, documentary, which was really interesting, I want to say hilarious, but it wasn't funny. It was just kind of fascinating and became funny, was there was a bit about a man, I believe in India, who showed his dedication and his devotion to his religion and faith by having his, I think it was his left arm up in the air, like straight up in the air, like kind of against his ear, sort of literally in a straight line. And he kept it that way oh my gosh, for some ridiculously crazy long amount of time, like 27 years or something. And he just had his arm up in the air like that, like just hanging out of there. And as I was watching this series with the kids, I'm like, I wonder like how long it would take before that would just get really exhausting. I'm just going to try that. And we all sat and tried that. And we're sitting there in our living room with our like arms up in the air. And it's literally like minutes before you're like, oh, this is like not that comfortable. And it's like only a few minutes later that you're like, this is unbelievably painful and then uh, yeah like half a second later like i'm over this whole arm in the air thing i don't love no god enough to be sticking my arm in the air for 37 years or 27 years or whatever it is but i've actually never forgotten that guy clearly because i'm telling you about this now years later because that level of devotion and that amount of mental strength it must take to push past the pain and push past the discomfort and push, push past the whatever, I just think is, is hugely, I want to say admirable, fascinating, interesting to me, like just that idea. 
And also, when he went to bed that first night, was he like, whew, get to relieve, like, get to, get to rest this arm? Because I imagine him, like, laying in bed, the arm sticking above his head. It's no longer above his head. It's against the mattress, right? I have so many questions about the guy with the arm. And maybe now you do, too. You should, like, Google that, the guy with his arm in the air and devotion to um, his gods. Because I believe it was multiple gods. But in any case. So, side note. Don't stick your arm in the air to show your devotion to anything because after like a couple minutes, you're just like hating life, really. But if you can, more power to you. So anyway, in this documentary narrated by Oprah, in the beginning credits, she narrates the whole thing, but in the opening credits, she speaks in her beautiful, rich Oprah voice in that very kind of defined phrase way that she has of speaking. And in that introduction to the documentary, you know, she's talking about, and people believe this, and people believe that, and blah, 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 we're going to explore this, and whatever. The very last line she says is, in this series, we aim to answer the question of what do you believe? And she says it in that very, those last three words, in the last four words, in that very Oprah, deliberate, slow heavy with emotion voice like you know it's important because she slowed her speaking down so i watched the series with my kids and the phrase was so heavy and so noteworthy that every time we watch that episode we will all say it out loud with her what do you believe right and look at my voice it's getting all low right (laughs) It's a really interesting question to me. What do we believe? And I will admit that I have borrowed it off Miss Winfrey and I've adapted it for my own uses multiple times since then. Now, of course, in the narration of this thing, she is talking about it in a religious and spiritual sense. You know, who do we believe in? What do we believe in? Do we, you follow the singular God of Judaism, the multi-gods of Hinduism, the carb-loaded world of Pastafarianism, you know? Do you believe in total free will? Do you believe in fatalism? Or do you believe that your destiny lies entirely in the hands of a deity to whom you show devotion? Do you believe that prayer has any kind of effect at all on what happens? You know, The question of what we believe in a religious or spiritual sense is a huge one in and of itself. Obviously, she made a whole documentary about it, and, and many people have. But I took her question in kind of a a broader sense, meaning not just about religion and spirituality, but also in a narrower sense from a day-to-day point of view. At any given time, on any given day, what do we believe? And I mean this almost from a like a minute-to-minute point of view, you know, do we believe the stories in our head which tell us that we're not good enough, that we're not smart enough, that we're not skinny enough, that we're not worthy enough for what we want in life? You know, do we believe that what we can achieve is anything? We can achieve what we want to, that our days are positive and happy and that we're just as worthy of love and attention as the next person, you know? Do we believe we're doing a good job at work? Do we believe that our children love us? Do we believe that, you know, some person is as interested in us as we are in them? Our emotions drive our beliefs, maybe the other way around too, and our beliefs control so much of what we do and how we act. And I became aware of how many thoughts run through my mind all day, which might in the moment feel perfectly valid and cause me to act a certain way, but when they're exposed to the light of day are patently untrue. 
So we have so many beliefs, micro beliefs, like just down, 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 going all the time in our head. And that belief makes you act a certain way. And then later on, you're like, wait, like, why did I think that? If I can be a little bit um, sexist here, you know, that week before I get my period, I'm believing all sorts of crazy shit. (laughs) None of which is true like three days later, right? But I became really aware that what I believed in any given moment, whether true or not, was having a really profound effect on everything that was happening in my daily life. So as an example, if I was having a crisis of faith and I believed that I'd never meet my professional goals, I would then find myself, if I was having a low professional day, then I find myself at my desk staring at the screen, like just too paralyzed and too caught up in those negative beliefs to get any work done. Or worse, I would find myself playing with my phone, you know, endlessly scrolling Instagram or playing yet another round of some infernal time waster of a game, right? But if I believe the opposite, like, hey, I'm totally going to make some real impact in people's lives. I'm going to make impact in my industry. I'm having a really great professional belief day. Somehow I'm there zipping through emails like my fingers were like on fire, you know, and coming up with a hundred good podcast ideas before breakfast. And so it's a really interesting thing that what you believe in any given moment totally affects your behavior in those following moments, right? And after I heard Oprah say, what do you believe every Sunday night for several weeks, I started to really ask myself that same question. What do I believe? What exactly do I believe? And also, what is it about that belief which is making me act the way I'm acting? especially in moments when I'm not all that content and I'm I'm having self-doubt and whatever, why do I let that belief have such immediate power over me and my actions? What do we believe? What do we believe in this moment? Sitting and listening to this podcast, what do we believe? Do we believe that I'm full of shit? Do we believe that, oh, actually, yeah, it's those micro-beliefs, much more than our religious beliefs, which I think have an impact on the daily workings of our lives. So I started to think about how questioning my beliefs and my my momentary beliefs might be a really useful tool. Now, if you've listened to other things I've uh, talked about on this podcast or my other podcast, or you've read some of the articles I've written, you might have heard me refer to this concept of the stories in my head. We all tell stories in our head all of the time. And that's probably what I mean when I say beliefs. It's, but it's those micro stories. It's the ones that just are in there for a short amount of time and we haven't really fact-checked them at all. So one area in which this has proved this whole, what do you believe? As pro- <laughs> I feel the need to always say that in a deep Oprah-ish voice, but anyway. Uh, one area in which um, this has proved super useful, right, is to... Uh, ask myself this question in interpersonal relationships and in particular around communication. So I am a massive communicator. Obviously I have a whole podcast dedicated to my talking. Hello. But like, I'm a big texter. I'm like a big messenger. I'm like, I'd like all about the words, the words, the words, the words all the time trying to learn to be better. I heard, a, I heard a great side note here. I heard a great quote this week, which said, we all need to learn to become better. It's, this is paraphrasing, but we all need to learn to become better listeners and not talkers because after all, we have two ears and one mouth, double the amount of listening tools than we have talking tools. That, that quote has actually really set 
quite heavily with me in a good way, in a good way, by the way, but anyway, side note. Okay. Around communication. So we rely really heavily, you know, on communication, which has no facial expression or tone of voice, particularly in the world of email and texting, right? And without realizing, we put like a filter of belief kind of over those communications. And the filter is what we believe about a person or about a situation. So to give you an example, you're having a text conversation with a friend, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then suddenly they just stop replying. Or you send a text to a friend who you know lives with her phone like glued to her hand and then she doesn't reply for like a day. And we immediately feel this sense of rejection. We start running through a hundred stories and scenarios in our head. And maybe it starts kind of benign, you know, like, oh, I bet they just got busy. She probably has stuff on. And then it runs the gamut of like, maybe they got into an accident. Oh my God. Maybe something happened to her. Oh, my, oh, oh wait, wait. You know, and you, then you start that panic. And then if you're anything like me, you go from the, maybe they got into an accident all the way to maybe they don't care about me. I must have said or done something to piss them off. I wonder why they're upset. Why are they mad at me? Why are they so angry? And before you know it, this person not responding for probably a totally innocent reason suddenly becomes this circular pit of like negative thought and belief. And the reality is almost always vastly different. They forgot to charge their phone. They got pulled into a meeting or they just like got distracted. Like how many times have you done that, right? Where you look at a text like, oh, I've got to reply to that. And you just then get distracted by something you don't reply, you know? But of course, once they reply to us and we hear what totally normal thing happened, we then feel like idiots for having stressed so hard about a missed text and having created that story in our head, right? We, we admonish ourselves for wasting time and wasting emotional energy on worrying about literally nothing. And the same happens with professional emails, right? You know, you send an email like asking for time off and they don't reply to you immediately. And you're like, wow, oh my God, what does this mean? Maybe I'm getting fired on my, seriously, panic stations, right? But it happens with professional emails also. Like if you read a professional email one way, it can sound kind of negative or questioning or condescending. But when in reality, that wasn't the intent of the sender at all. And if you're like me, once your patterns move into like, you know, kind of follow the road along and eventually get into that negative space, it then has a really big impact on behavior. I'm distracted. I'm irritable. I'm emotionally eating, which is a massive one for me. I'm short with people who talk to me and I end up doing damage in my day-to-day life without really checking if those beliefs or stories in my head were either true or reasonable. And by the time I realize they're neither true or reasonable, by the time that person says, oh, sorry, I was in a meeting, or my boss says like, oh, sorry, no, that's not what I meant at all, or whatever, the damage is done, right? The calories are eaten, the snapping at the children has already happened, and they're feeling crappy about that, whatever. Because I didn't stop and ask myself, what do I believe in that moment? And is that belief true? I created a whole shitstorm of damage I really didn't need, right? But what I'm learning, thanks to Oprah and Oprah's voice in my head, is when I can sense that I'm entering into that tsunami of crappy beliefs, I find it really useful to try to ask myself, what do you believe? In this moment, Michelle, what do you believe? And it's, by the way, it's more helpful even if you do it in Oprah's voice, right? 
Michelle, in this moment, what do you believe? Right? Most of the time, by the way, I think her voice is beautiful. So I'm doing it a great disservice by making it all like, more, war, war, sounding like some sort of deep voice dude. I think her voice is amazing. And I'm clearly crap at um, intimating it. Is intimating a word? I think it is. Anyway. So most of the time, when I ask myself that question, what do you believe? What are you believing in this moment that's making you into a, you know, do things you shouldn't do? Most of the time, the answer is so small and so petty that I start laughing at my own ridiculousness and it just pulls me out of that negative emotional space. I mean, if nothing else, the ridiculous of trying to sound like her in my head and fail miserably also makes me laugh. And that little bit of laughter can also kind of break that cycle of starting to think negative things a lot i'm not gonna lie like a lot of the time i'm kind of surprised at how ridiculous my answer to myself is right in the case of somebody like not responding to a text immediately i'm busily going like maybe they hate me maybe i did all the wrong things maybe i said something wrong maybe i offended them oh my god and i'm like maybe i have to fix this friendship everything sucks wait what How do I believe all of that because I didn't get an immediate reply? Are you serious? It's not like I reply to text immediately also. I forget all the time. So how, just the ridiculousness of realizing that somebody not responding to a text suddenly means I need to repair 20 years of friendship, which was perfectly fine this morning. It just pulls you out of that space. So in that example, asking myself, what do I believe? Listening to the slight ridiculousness of that belief and then acknowledging that maybe it's a little over the top really helps me realize that what I believe, what I believe in that micro moment, however briefly is probably not doing me any favors, right? Somebody doesn't send me a reply to a text. I start thinking about how terrible that is. And then I just stop and go, what am I believing in this moment? I'm believing in this moment that they don't like me. What? They liked me this morning. They just didn't have time to reply to the text, right? So next time you find yourself swirling in a vortex of negative emotions about something, or maybe heading in that direction where you can feel yourself kind of taking a very normal daily situation and creating it in your head into this great giant story of belief of negative stuff. Try stopping and asking yourself the question, in this moment, what do I believe? And see if the immediate answer actually holds any truth or it's just a story you're telling yourself at that moment it's not about what's actually happening it's not about the fact that they put their phone down it's not about the fact they had a meeting it's about what you believe is happening so taking a moment to question your beliefs is a useful tool to have in your toolbox it's actually there is a second step to this where you can kind of examine those beliefs really carefully and go, well, why do I think this or whatever? But I'm really just talking about day to day, finding a way to stop the pattern of the questioning of the worry of the spending time and emotional energy on things that aren't true. Right? So taking that moment is really, really useful. What do I believe? It's funny. I actually, um, I love that sentence so much that I briefly considered, and if my children are listening, note I didn't do it, but I briefly considered having that made into a tattoo on the inside of my wrist in like white ink or something equally hipster and cool. Not a fan of tattoos on on me, on other people, they're they're fine, but on me, I don't like it, so it's not going to happen. 
But I do often find myself thinking, how useful would it be in so many moments in our lives if we could just be reminded to ask that question? You know, you're waiting at a doctor's office and you're stressing about results. You've had a disaster of a date with somebody and just didn't go well. You've texted a friend and she didn't reply. You just sent a work email that you're a little nervous about, whatever. In those moments when we are vulnerable and very emotional and prone to emotional storytelling in our head, how useful would it be to look down at our hands and see those words staring back at you? What do you believe? Try it. Let me know how you go. Think it's an interesting tool. What do you believe? And then, you know, is this belief serving me? And it's funny, I find that if I just take that moment to examine my own thoughts, just taking the moment is actually what I really need. The pause. What are you believing here? A bunch of crazy stories in your head or the truth here? I'm going to talk about this, I think, in a later episode too. I've used that whole, what do you believe? I have a story in my head thing as a tool for starting conversations and relationships. This is the story I have in my head. Is this true? Fact checking with somebody else, really useful thing. But for the moment, feel free to try putting your arm above your head in an act of extreme devotion. But if that's not your thing, then just try this. Next time you find yourself thinking some pretty wild stuff or pretty negative stuff, ask yourself that question. What do I believe? And make it personal, right? The original question is, what do you believe? But try making it personal. What do I believe in this moment? What what are my thoughts here? And bringing those thoughts to the surface has a wonderful way of stopping them dead in their tracks. On that note, have a great, great week. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. And may you be at peace.